If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome in, everybody. This is Dale Johnson. It's 845, and I get to look out the window, and I don't see a cloud in the sky, really. See a lot of sunshine. It's a beautiful day in Lincoln, Nebraska. Good, ga- good day to be talking to Lincoln's mayor, Lirian Gaylor-Bayer. Good morning, mayor. Good morning, Dale. It's great to be with you and your listeners. Are you in the summer mood these days? I mean, you had a, you had a couple of days of triple-digit weather last week. I'm definitely in the summer mood. Okay. Uh, more trips to ice cream stores in town and iced coffee it's and sunshine and it's so nice to be facing sunnier days uh, ahead yeah that's a good way to put it sunnier days even though it was sunny in 2020 it seemed that we overlooked it because of covid and the way our lifestyles had changed and we'll get to some of that here with the conversation with the mayor here on lincoln live but mayor if you don't mind i'd like to start with the police chief because the process of the community being introduced to the four finalists started yesterday uh four finalists for the job of lincoln police chief stepping onto the stage this week to tell the community about themselves it's at the Ald Rec Center. They start at 5.30 in the afternoon. You can go to kfornow.com to see the lineup of finalists. Uh, at 5.30 this afternoon, it is Teresa Ewens, uh, commander with the San Francisco Police Department. Uh, after all four finalists have made their presentations, Mayor, uh, explain what's next in the selection process. Well, this, is, this has been a very robust and thoughtful process because we know how important it is to um, match the needs of our community and the priorities of our community with our next police chief. And this is a very important leader in not just our city, but our entire our city government, but also our entire community. So that process started with a, a month-long public engagement process. And now we're approaching the conclusion where we have another opportunity for public engagement. So as you mentioned, we have public forums every night, Monday through Thursday this week, where the public's invited to attend in person. We're recording those. We'll be publishing those online at the city website so that if people can't make it in person, they can they can listen to the presentations from the candidates and the questions that are asked and their answers. And then we are inviting the public to let us know what they think. So people can email my office, uh, mayor at lincoln.ne.gov, or if they go to the events, fill out some comment cards. And after assessing the four candidates, we will be making a final nomination and sending that finalist to the city council for a public hearing and a vote to confirm uh, the next police chief of Lincoln. And we expect that to be wrapped up in the in the coming weeks. So really, really pleased to be at the conclusion of this important process. Mayor, if you would review for listeners your must-haves from the candidates uh, mm-hmm. that you wanted to consider as, as qualifications to be Lincoln's police chief. Right. Well, my must-haves reflect our community's must-haves. And what we heard from the community and from the department and folks who've been serving in LPD is that 
uh, we need a commitment to community policing. That community policing model is essential for having great relationships and trust and for kind of co-producing public safety for Lincoln. Uh, we also need to make sure that we have someone in place who knows how to support our department's officers and civilian staff, someone who uh, is inclusive and who can build on the diversity of the department and work towards equitable outcomes for the community, and someone who is a leader dedicated to transparency and accountability, um, important aspects of this job in public safety that also foster trust and better outcomes for everyone involved. Those are the some of the top priorities of, of qualities we're looking for in the next chief. Lincoln Mayor Larry Ann Gaylor Bayard joining me for a conversation here on Lincoln Live. Next to the budget, Mayor, a couple of attention-getting points uh, I'd like to highlight out of your proposed budget. One is no property tax increase, and two, sales tax revenue projected to be $6.7 million more than last year's budget. Uh, not surprising because COVID put a real hard pinch on sales in 2020. I'd like to go back if we could, and then we'll uh, jump forward and talk about the budget. Uh, COVID really put the clamps on everybody's lifestyles. Directed health measures kept people in their homes. Businesses had to close their doors. The sales tax revenue stream slowed to a crawl. Some cities across the country just weren't able to handle it. They, and they're compensating now by cutting services and raising taxes and fees in their next fiscal budget. So what proved effective in 2020 to bring Lincoln not only out of the pandemic, but to the point where your budget shows new hirings proposed, a new school resource officer, five police officers, three firefighters, and an assistant fire chief. What all went into that stew to make it work coming into this year? Well, I want to give so much credit to our incredible community because as a community, we collaboratively took steps to protect each other, to protect our businesses, to protect our students and the schools, uh, and to protect uh, some of our most vulnerable residents. And that early action, you know, masking up, practicing distancing, making um, adaptations that protected employees and customers and businesses really helped us um, prevent some of those most dire outcomes that we saw across the country and we helped to protect our hospital system and prevent deaths that otherwise might have occurred so um, really this is a collective effort um, lincoln residents get so much of the credit and our businesses as well so um, we're we're now at a place where the risk of spread is minimal we're in the green we're so happy to be in this position a year later and along the way though when it back when it was more um, uncertain we also took as a city government some um, steps uh, to manage our finances fiscal constraints that we put in place with knowing that there was uncertainty about what kind of resources we'd have and knowing how committed we were to delivering the essential services that our residents want and need. So we, you know, we held open vacancies. We had a hiring freeze. Uh, we, we cut our budget. We, we took a lot of steps to mitigate financial disaster and we were successful in those efforts. And then what, what you touched on is that sales tax revenue has, has rebounded from its initial hit that it took. And that's partly in, you know, in thanks to strengthen the retail sector, vehicle sales, other, other, um, other purchases that have continued apace. So with sales tax being the single largest revenue source of our tax funded budget, uh, we are 
looking at a rosier picture for the upcoming fiscal year. And we're using the resources we have to make smart strategic investments because our resources are not unlimited. They are constrained. They remain, um, you know, we have a lean city budget, but we're making investments that we think will continue to support the health and safety of our community. That's our primary focus in this budget. Uh, and, and having the people who deliver those services is an essential piece of that. You can almost hear a community sigh of of relief, so to speak, mm -hmm. and I'll use a couple of examples uh, coming out of yesterday's city council meeting that uh, buildings in Lincoln Mall, those that were severely damaged by protests uh, a year ago, I should say riots, there were peaceful protests, right. but there were also violent riots. The riots that uh, damaged some buildings, uh, they'll be getting some new face lifts, some new looks. There was talk of uh, the Lynn Johnson renovating Cooper Park and the Lincoln Public Schools kicking in and helping uh, the city by renovating and doing some work at Park Middle School and how that would work hand in hand. So I just get the sense that people are just eager, not just ready, but eager to move on and to make some changes and to put 2020 in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. Aren't we all? It yeah. is, a, it is a, a, everyone can kind of exhale. But I, what I would say also is that, um, you know, construction continued on pace last year. We, you know, unlike other states, uh, other communities, construction was not stopped here. Um, development proposals are up 5% in the planning department. Our applications are up over last year. I mean, it is, yeah, we are not seeing things slow down. In fact, things are accelerating and we're eager to meet the, the needs of our, you know, revitalizing economy and make sure that we are creating opportunity for all of our families. So yes, we can get back on track and enjoy life and meet, emerge from this pandemic more joyful, uh, more resilient, and more prepared for the future. And that brings up Lincoln on the move in the second year of a six-year plan, expected to provide about $78 million worth of street improvements over that six-year period. Uh, revenue was predict predicted to bring in about $13 million a year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the uh, sales tax was being proposed to voters, I believe it was about $13 million a year. And even in the COVID year of 2020, Mayor, the sales tax revenue was almost $14 million. Uh, by the way, listeners, you can go to KFORnow.com to see the projects that are planned for construction through the summer. I think that in and of itself, Mayor, is, is quite remarkable. The fact that given everything that w slowed down in 2020, and the clamps that were put on people's lifestyles, yet $13 million in, uh, is going to go on the, into the Lincoln on the Move Fund. Yeah, we're so pleased to continue to deliver on the important priority that streets represent here in Lincoln. We know how important they are for economic growth, but also for safety and how we move people and goods through the community, whether it's to work or to school or to businesses. So we will continue to focus on that, and our budget does um, direct over about $60 million in transportation improvements and, met, you know, almost... 13, over $13 million is anticipated for Lincoln on the Move projects in the upcoming year. And I'll just um, thank the public for supporting those investments and also ask that um, they have patience when they see all the orange cones as we get that work done this summer and give the crews space to do their work. We're, we're eager to, to get the road repair and construction uh, underway fully this summer. And, um, you know, we know that that has impacts on the traveling public, but we, we know that it'll pay off and, and we thank people for their patience in advance. 
Mayor, I want to pivot back to COVID, if I could, for just a moment, because the DHMs were allowed to expire last Friday. Explain again where we are right now with regard to any restrictions. Well, there are no directed health measure restrictions at this time. We let that DHM expire, as you said, back on Friday. Um, what, what I think the health department would want the public to understand is that some of the preventative strategies that keep people safe, the public health strategies of quarantine and isolation, those aren't part of the DHM. That's just public health practices. So if you feel sick, Please don't go to work. Please do get tested if you have symptoms of, of COVID. Um, please do get vaccinated so that you can reduce the likelihood of, of getting COVID so significantly. We're seeing so much effectiveness in these vaccines against both the COVID-19 virus and its variants. So, um, so we're in a good place now. Uh, you know, businesses can make decisions on their own. We, you know, some of them still do require masks or separation of space to, to prevent illness. But, but generally speaking, that's a decision that's left to businesses and individuals. And we ask that everyone just support and give grace uh, to to individuals who may have uh, reasons that are un, you know, not clear to the naked eye as to why they would continue to have. Um, masks and, and respect their choices and their needs and and also the health department would be very clear that for folks who are not vaccinated if you are not protected against the virus and its variants the pandemic is still very much raging on and that you you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself against the risks and and masking still makes sense if you're not vaccinated but it is no longer a requirement just a couple of minutes left, Mayor, and I want to uh, bring up something that nationally is getting our attention this morning, and that is that uh, there are cities that are seeing the 18 to 29-year-old age group uh, turning their backs on vaccinations, and this comes at a time, I believe you said it Friday, when the DHMs were allowed to expire. Seventy-five percent of people 45 and older have received their vaccine here in Lancaster County. Uh, I, I, I know, Pat... Uh, uh, Pat Lopez is the one I should be asking this question to, but uh, where, what's being done to try to convince the 18 to 29-year-olds here in Lincoln that they should get a vaccination shot? Well, part of it is just making getting vaccinated as easy as possible. So the health department uh, is giving vaccinations at the department on, near 33rd and O. They are also doing community clinics, trying to be close uh, to where people live so that it's easy, close to home. They're using data we have about who's vaccinated, who's not, to kind of look at geographical areas of the city where we might want to focus our efforts. Again, trying to make it as convenient and easy as possible for people to get vaccinated. And then um, I think just being transparent about the risks for any age group. We heard from doctors in our COVID briefing about the long haul symptoms that even young people are experiencing, um, even trained athletes, college athletes. So um, young people are not immune and they have a great role to play in protecting their grandparents, people who are have compromised immune systems. And all those younger kids in our community, elementary kids who aren't yet old enough to be eligible for the vaccine, um, if we want to, you know, continue to enjoy concerts, to have schools get back to normal schedules, everyone has to play a role in, in providing that kind of normality. And, and so we're, we're working to, again, make it as convenient and as efficient as possible for folks to get vaccinated. Excellent. Mayor, thank you very much. Larry Ann Gaylor-Bayard, Mayor of Lincoln, joining me at... 9 o'clock at KFOR Lincoln.